Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 1. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. We do not hear of a wife for Daniel. We do not hear of children for Daniel or the other guys. And then also, because they were being trained and schooled and educated, well, if you've been to college, you know how distracting it is to go to a co-ed college. Need I say more? So it's very possible that even their dignity was taken away. Very, very possible. Taking their names. You know, you could take someone's name. You could change someone's name, but you can't change their character. These guys, remember, they were probably 15, 16 years old, somewhere around there. Young boys. You can change their name, but you can't change their character. And you know what? The truth is, Christian, we live in a world where the world is trying to change your identity. We live in a world where the world is trying to change your name. Change your name from Christian to fake Christian. Change your name from real Christian, sold out on fire for the Lord, bold Christian, to weak water down in the closet Christian. Oh, they're trying to change your name. And the Bible says it's very, very clear. In Romans chapter 12, I think of this verse in verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God. Would you read it with me? Would you read it with me? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world. In the Greek language, it literally means don't allow the world to squeeze you into its mold. Don't allow the world to change your name. We live in the world. We live in Babylon, but we are not of this world. Amen, saints? And the world is trying to squeeze you into its mold. Don't let that happen. And like these boys... We need to be willing to say, no matter if they take away my family, they take away my friends, they take away my name, they take away my language, they take away my dignity, they cannot take away my Lord. You see, you can change someone's name, but you can't change their character. Doesn't matter what you do, what you say, what you seek to change. God is God, and I won't conform. These boys are teenagers, and, 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 and to see their stand, it wasn't planned that the youth would do worship. I'm so proud of these guys up here singing and worshiping the Lord. Are you? 
Are you? Are you? You should be. Man, they could be anywhere. They could be anywhere. But they're here providing worship for us. That's something to be proud of. Your kids are walking with Jesus. You should be happy because there's a lot of kids that are not. Be blessed. Do Don be blessed. Y'all blessed. You're blessed. Blessed. You know what I mean? People don't have kids. Oh, they don't clean their room. That filthy, nasty room. I don't, you know, I just can't believe they stay up in there. They could be doing a whole lot more. And don't misunderstand me. If your room is nasty, clean your room, all right? <laughs> Say amen, parents. I'm trying to help you. But don't be so critical. Man, if they're loving the Lord and, phew, because the world is trying to squeeze them into its mold. Well, look at verse 8. But Daniel, now here's where you need your pen, your highlighter, and your memory. Verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Underline that, highlight it, remember it. We'll talk about it more in just a second. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel. (laughs) I just saw this. Now, God had brought Daniel. Now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. You see, God's in charge. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, he said, I fear my lord, the king who has appointed your food and drink for. Why should you see? Why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you will endanger my head before the king. And so Daniel said to the steward, Ashpenaz, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies as you see fit, so deal with your servants. And so he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days, and at the end of the ten days their features appeared better. And fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Now, notice that. Keep in mind, the king is the most powerful man in the world. Did you notice in verse 8? But Daniel. You see, the king is the most powerful man in the world. And because he is the most powerful man in the world, you don't but the king. But Daniel, Daniel purposed in his heart and he made a commitment. Now, you want to read a great story tonight before you go to sleep? Second Samuel, write it down. Chapter 23, around verse 11. This is a great story about purposing in your heart and making a commitment. It's the story of a man named Shammah. The Philistines, perhaps you're familiar The Philistines are coming and they want to take over a lentil bean field there in 2 Samuel. 
David told Shama, Shama, I got a job for you. I'm sure Shama probably thought, all right, here's my chance. I'm going to save the country. I'm going to kill me some Philistines. He probably was excited, thinking he had a really big job to do. David said, I got a job for you, Shama. And he's like, yes, what is it, David? What is it? Tell me, I'll do it. David said, I want you to guard the beans. He said, what you talking about, Willis? Guard the beans. I thought I was going to kill me some Philistines. No, 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 Shama, I just want you to guard the beans. Well, you know the story, Shama agreed to do it. Everyone is running, but he purposed in his heart. And he said, I ain't gonna move anywhere. I've been given a job to do, and I'm committed to doing that job. And Shama guarded the beans, and he stayed on post. The story gets better because the Spirit of the Lord came upon Shama, and Shama wind up killing many Philistines and bringing a great victory for the people of God, all because he guarded the beans. Can I tell you? Should I tell you? Guard the beans. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and tell him to guard the beans. Go ahead, do it now. Tell him to guard, look at your neighbor and tell him to guard the beans. You better guard the beans. You see, the problem is, is that many people, they don't want to guard the beans. They don't want to do just what you're told to do. That's all. And be faithful to it. Now, I was talking to a sister just before the service here. We were talking about ministry. And we were talking about how people aren't faithful. They're just not faithful to guard the beans. Well, hey, maybe God has called you to work in the projection room. It's pretty dark back there, no recognition, no stage lights, camera, but do it faithfully, guard the beans. Perhaps maybe your job is to serve in the rest home, quietly. Maybe it's your job to serve in the children's ministry, prayerfully. (laughs) Or maybe your job is to change poopy diapers in the nursery, carefully. Do it faithfully, but you got a purpose in your heart and say, I will do this job because God called me to do the job. I'll do it faithfully. I'll purpose in my heart. I won't change. I won't move anywhere. And you know what will happen? What will happen is the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and gift you and call you and use you powerfully. If you simply say, God, it's all about you and not about me. I purpose in my heart. It's all about you and not about me. I purpose in my heart. I will do what you tell me to do. And I'll stand there as long as you tell me to stand there. God, if you tell me to do something as insignificant as guarding the beans, then I will do that for the glory of God. I'll guard those beans like those beans have never been guarded before. And I'll do it, God, for your glory. And you know what happened? Spirit of God will come upon you. But you got to guard the beans. Just do it. Just guard the beans. Simply guard the beans. A story of purposing in your heart. Daniel purposed in his heart that although he was living in a foreign land, he would do his best to follow God and walk according to the word of God. And so he asked Aspenaz if he could eat something else. And Aspenaz said, listen, Daniel, if you don't eat the food, you're not going to be as healthy looking as the others. And the king is going to get mad at me and take off my head. And Daniel said, listen, give us 10 days. 
We'll eat veggies and drink water and then compare us to those who are eating the king's meat and drinking the king's wine. And sure enough, we just read it. Ten days later, not only did the boys not look sickly, but they had gained weight from eating rabbit food. That's why I say high fat, high carbs, you know, because look, yeah, look, you're going to gain some weight, whatever. They gained weight from eating veggies and drinking water. You see, that's God. Now notice in verse 17 through 20 through 21. Notice this here. And as for the four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. The king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Now remember, the Holy Spirit's writing this. All scriptures inspired by God. The Holy Spirit's writing it. Do you know, although the world might change your name, God doesn't. You notice how many times God's not calling them by their Babylonian names. God's calling them by their God-given names. Names that are after him. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they serve before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his region. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Now, before you close your Bible, because these boys, Daniel, purposed not to defile himself with the king's delicacies, or let's just say he purposed purity, God could trust them with his wisdom and knowledge. And Daniel wasn't only a saint, but he was also a seer. Look at the wisdom of God here. You got to see this. God knew the Chaldeans were into astrology and interpreting dreams and visions. And so in order to see God's always working behind, we think things seem out of control. and We think that God's not aware, but God's always working. So the Chaldeans, they're into astrology. They're into the stars. They're into visions. They're into dreams and the interpretation thereof. And so what does God do? God knew that. And so in order to raise Daniel up to leadership in the Babylonian court, God gave him special skills in visions and the ability to interpret dreams and visions to secure Daniel a place in Babylon until he died. Daniel is very interesting, lasted through several kings, even Cyrus. Cyrus overthrew Babylon and set up a whole new system and Daniel remained. Now, normally when the king comes in, a whole new cabinet comes in. Out with the old, in with the new. But Daniel was able to remain. Why? Because of the sovereignty of God. And he stayed in Babylon for 70 years. Remember, he got there when he was 15, which would then make him 85 when he died. 
So for the entire 70 years of Babylonian captivity, Daniel was in place, in the place of leadership and usable by God. Just in our last few minutes, I want to give you six quick points or six quick bullets on what made Daniel usable by God and what will make you and me usable by God. Number one, number one, this is big. He purposed, we just read it, he purposed purity. He purposed purity in his heart. Listen, you don't just trip over purity. You don't just trip over it. You have to resolve. See, this resolution of we're not going to eat the king's food, Daniel didn't just decide that the day that the king said, here, eat this food. That happened with his parents. That happened years ago when his parents taught him the things of God and trained him in the ways of God, gave him a name after God. See, all of that was working up to this time in which Daniel was at the place where he could say no. You can't, you don't trip over purity. If you're hoping to be pure, youth, teens, adults, if you want to be pure in any area of your life, you have to purpose purity in your heart because you're not going to trip over it. You see, he previously made up his mind. And when you go into a situation without really making up your mind ahead of time, you are wide open for temptation. Don't give in to the pressure. Now, let me just say briefly, in the risk, with the risk of offending some, I certainly am not, with my following comments, I'm not trying to offend you. But, but, but let me just say something here, because I hear a lot of talk about this in the church today and in the world today. Talk about the church and the public schools educating children. We hear a lot about that today. And there are some people, there are whole groups who teach that if you're a Christian, it is the will of God for you to homeschool. And if you don't, then you're not as Christian as some of the rest of us, they say. Now, don't misunderstand me. We have homeschooled our children for the last couple of years. We homeschooled feeling it was the best thing for our family. But can I say, I cannot more disagree with that position, that if you don't homeschool, you're out of the will of God. Did you notice something? We've got to point it out. Daniel went to the Babylonian public school system. Did you notice that? Moses went to the Egyptian public school system. Did you notice that? Paul was trained and taught at the feet of Gamaliel. So there are many, and I point this out because, you know, if kids would purpose purity in their heart, I believe that God will be with them. And even if the school system seems Egyptian or Babylonian, I believe that God will be with them. You see, I think the mentality is that if you send your kids to Christian school, that your kids will do better. Can I tell you something? We've done that too. That's not true. Christian school will not give your kids what you don't give them at home. And we got to stop. How many minutes I got? Not many. 
We got to stop because we think, oh, well, you know, pay the Christian school and let them teach them all about God. Let them do what we should be doing at home. As a matter of fact, we sent our kids to Christian school. And I can tell you something. Some of the things they were coming home telling me about that they were learning at the lunch line in Christian school. I was mortified. And some of the things that were happening, I was mortified. Sending your, Christ, your kids to Christian school won't make them any more Christian. You got to do that work, parent, at home. Saints, if you agree with that, say amen. You got to love your kids and serve your kids and teach them the word of God at home. Christian school cannot give them what you need to give them. So I really believe that if we as parents would, 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 would allow our children to learn at home, to grow at home, to be educated in Christian things at home, this is what's important. Not whether you send them to Christian school or public school. Because again, some of the things in Christian school are not necessarily Christian. And some Christian schools are not necessarily spiritual. And I tell you that because we've had experiences. And students face the same pressures in Christian school as they do public school. And students professing to be Christian many times are compromising with the world and defining themselves by worldly standards from the clothes they wear to the values they have. Why? Because they haven't purpose purity in their hearts. It has everything to do with purposing purity in your hearts. What made Daniel usable by God? Over the next several chapters, we'll see these next several things. Number two, Daniel gave all glory to God. That's important. The truth is Daniel wasn't trying to impress King Nebuchadnezzar. He was trying to glorify God. And you can't go wrong when you're trying to glorify God. If you fear God and make his glory your aim, you won't compromise with the world. Daniel was trying to glorify God. Number three, Daniel had an uncompromising devotion to the true and the living God. You might remember David. He fell, but he never changed gods. If you fall, don't change gods. Your heart should always be turned to God. Don't change partners. Makes me think of do-si-do. Don't do-si-do with God. Don't change God. Don't go round and round. Have an uncompromising devotion to the true and the living God. Number four, what made Daniel usable? He was a man of worship. I like that. Daniel's heart was poured out in love for his people and worship for his God. You look at any life in scripture, any man that God uses, any woman that God uses, it's a life that is filled with worship. Number five, Daniel was a man of prayer. I like that. Daniel prayed for people. He fasted. He confessed his sins. He took the sins of the people to the Lord and asked for deliverance. Don't just think about people. Pray for people. Pray for people. Number six, Daniel was a man of the word. Isn't that important? You can go to Bible colleges and seminaries, conventions and conferences, but that won't give you the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God comes from God. The wisdom of God comes from the word of God. It's God who gives wisdom, and it was God who gave Daniel wisdom. True wisdom comes from the Lord. Six things that will make us usable as it made Daniel usable. And then let me read this little poem to you as I close. It was written by a friend of D.L. Moody. Just a little short poem. It says, Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone, dare to have purpose firm, 
dare to make it known. I think that little poem just summarizes the whole book of Daniel and particularly his character. Dare to make it known. God is looking for a Daniel. Don't compromise. God's looking for Daniels and Hananiahs and Mishaels and Azariahs. He's looking for men and women, teens and youth who will be set apart at Fuquay High School, at Apex High School, wherever you work. God's looking for us as believers to just rise up and be like Daniel, uncompromising. I won't eat at the king's table. Uncompromising devotion. Stand up. Don't be afraid of the king. Seek the glorified God, because when you seek the glorified God, then the fear of man won't be a part of that. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.